When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by the GM, Saul Bookman. And we what up, are, Johnny? What up? We're fired up. We've got a Why are we fired guest. up, Johnny? Why are we fired up? We've got a special guest on the program today. He's a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, a 10-year NFL vet, and the standout right tackle for the Arizona Cardinals, Kelvin Beecham joins the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Kelvin, how are you doing? The pride, the pride of Mexia, Texas. Let's go, baby. Mejia. 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 I knew I was going to mess that up because I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, Mejia. Mejia. Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate thanks you. For, thanks for hopping on. We are in the midst of, we're going to be honest with you, a little free agency lull because Johnny is freaking out. Let's just say what it is. Johnny is absolutely in panic mode because he's like, why have we not signed anybody else outside of the organization? We're going to be all right, Johnny. We're going to be all right. Thankfully, we do have a right tackle. He He's here joining us today. Kelvin, thanks for jumping on. So, you know, I'll jump right into it. You guys... Phenomenal start to the year. I mean, you're tending to the talk in the NFL and then, you know, had a little bit of a downfall toward the end of the season. Do you guys expect, you know, a big bounce back in in 2022? And and why do you think that that's likely with this group of guys? You know, because I think first and foremost, uh, we want to finish a job. I think we, we started the season in a very good fashion. And I think if you were to ask anybody in that locker room, um, they will say that we just didn't finish the way in which we knew we could finish. Uh, it comes down to details. It comes down to execution. Uh, and it comes down to relationships and relationships within the locker room to be able to be tight knit. Uh, so when you do come up against some of those uh, adverse circumstances uh, throughout the, the year, uh, you're capable and ready um, to be able to execute within the most critical moments of the game. And we just didn't do that down the stretch. Um and to be the caliber of team and to be the, the caliber of playoff team that we aspire to be, uh, you have to be able to, to, to thrive uh, in some of those elements of situational football. And we just didn't do that uh, in the most critical moments of the game. Oh, Kelvin, you, you know, you're, you're in your thirties now, you know, and, uh, and, and you played right tackle, but you showed some versatility this year, played a little left tackle as well, especially against Dallas. Um, and you see a guys, game. yeah, fantastic game. And you see guys like Andrew Whitworth, you know, playing well into, into his forties. Do you anticipate having, um, more of a shelf life here in the NFL than maybe you anticipated? You know, I think if, if uh, Mr. Bitwell and, and Steve Kahn feel that way, I think I can be around for a long time. Uh, but it's all about performance, man. At the end of the day, if you perform in the National Football League and you perform at a high level, uh, you will have a job. It's as simple as that. You know, it's not it's, it's not some secret sauce. Uh, Tom Brady isn't drinking some secret sauce. Whitworth isn't drinking some secret sauce. He's not drinking Ben Carr's blood? Is, is that, he's not yeah, doing that? Yeah. <laughs> if you perform at a high level and your body can handle – 
the rigor of the season, you know, year in and year out. You can play as long as you want to, or as long as your wife or your kids will let you play. <laughs> uh, I got I got a phenomenal wife and kids who love me. Um, so, you know, I, I feel good about, you know, playing uh, a little longer. So uh, I like how you put it, you know, well into your 30s. But, uh, you know, it's it's been a blessing to play this game this long and excited to continue playing. You know, Kelvin, I should learn from from you. The Cardinals, yes, they're they're slow out of the gate here in March, but you have been one of the best signings of recent years. And you came on board. What was that? July of two years ago, yeah. uh, and and then signed your extension with the club last March. So um, that gives me some some patience, some added patience, knowing that there might be a Kelvin Beecham out there for the Cardinals <laughs> to add this summer. Um, and and who knows? So so you're at right tackle. Um, you got Rodney Hudson at center. The left side is solidified. Talk to me about some of these younger guys that that could have an opportunity to play right guard next to you. What have you seen from, let's say, a Josh Jones coming into his third year? You know, I think there's been some some, some maturation uh, from his rookie year up until where he is today. He played a lot of ball um, this past year at guard, at tackle. Um, and I thought he showed improvement. I think the, the biggest thing for him now moving forward is how does he grow mentally um, and how does he how does he grow between the ears? Because that's where as young players, you want to be able to see that growth from year to year. Uh, he has the physical tools uh, to be able to be successful, um, depending on what they do with with Max Garcia. Max Garcia is a phenomenal player uh, who played great ball for us. Um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with, with Harlow, who also played really good ball for us. Um, so we have some some folks, you know, b- behind us uh, that could go in and start um, and have started games, not only for us, but I feel that they can start for, you know, start games for other teams around the National Football League. And that's what you want to have. You want to have guys that, that are backups that are just as capable, um, you know, of starters that you have, you know, within, you know, that, that crew that we have. So, you know, I'm excited about um, where we're at, uh, excited about, you know, our, our, our offensive line coach and Sean Kugler and, and Coach Nacken, uh, who do a phenomenal job of putting us in the, in the, the best position to be successful week in and week out. Um, and we got a great coaching staff. Cliff is great um, and, and, and does a really good job of, of, of making sure that uh, he puts his offensive line in the best position uh, week in and week out to be successful. So I'm excited about how we're continuing to evolve as an offense and know that this division isn't getting any easier uh, by any means, even though there's been some transitions of their quarterbacks within the division. But these defenses are still these defenses. Uh, yeah. Seattle still has a very stout defense. Uh, San Fran still has a very stout defense. L.A., the, the defending champs, still have a very, very stout defense. Um, so we still got to be able to put up a lot of points on offense. When you, you just mentioned Cliff, and I always wondered, you know, we, we got a chance to kind of, you know, rub elbows a little bit for about three, four minutes at the combine with Cliff. And he's just in his own environment, um, you know, in, in his own control, he's a little bit of a different guy than what you see, you know, in press conferences, stuff like that. Uh, when you, how many opportunities have you had uh, to just sit down with Cliff and what's he like off the field? Man, you know what's crazy is is I was actually on a flight back with him not too long ago. We actually got to spend quality time, like waiting for our bags, uh, extend extensively or for a very very long time at the, the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. Um, and got to just spend quality time just talking honestly. Um, and that was just it was great for me. Um, we spent a lot of time. I usually see him early in the morning, you know, in the steam room as I'm coming into the building. So we kind of see each other in passing. There's always a, a short conversation, but you know that conversation at you know at baggage claim. Uh, there at the airport was was equally as important um, because you know it's, it's it's one thing to to be able to hang out and, and see each other within the building, but I think it's, it's it's always best when you're outside of the building and the relationship that you have not only with 
your teammates, but also your coaches. You know, I've spent time at, at, at Coach Kugler's house and, and spent time, you know, eating eating food from his wife. I've, I've spent time in El Paso when he was in El Paso as a head coach um, there, there at UTEP. So those relationships go a lot further um, than what's just in the building. But if you're able to have those relationships outside of the building, I think it really does bode well for your organization and the relationship that you have between player and coach. And I think Cliff is really starting to take that to a whole nother level is being able to have that relationship between player to coach. Cause people think of him as a player's coach, which he is, but I think he's really making a concerted effort. Um, and it's showing in the relationships that he has with the players uh, on their rosters, because he's making the time to make sure that those relationships are relevant uh, to who he is as a coach and what he stands for as a coach and what he wants to see out of his players week in week out. So I want to talk about your quarterback, Mr. Kyler Murray, who uh, two seasons with you, he's had his best two seasons. What kind of growth have you seen from the young franchise quarterback? And, and where do you see his evolution coming as a, as a signal caller in the NFL? You know, I think it's, it, it's his confidence around how he handles people, period. Um, you know, coming from, from Oklahoma and coming into uh, this particular environment, I think you've seen the maturation of how he handles people how he handles relationships. Um, and as a franchise quarterback, everybody looks to you. You're the leader no matter you, whether you want to be or not. Um, and I think he's really started to take um, on that role um, and started to handle some of those responsibilities in a much better fashion. Uh, but I will say his maturation that I've seen since I've been here in 2020 to where we're at in 2022 and how he handles things in the locker room, um, he's made leaps and bounds. Uh, but I think he still has a ways to go. Uh, the thing is, in the National Football League, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And I think he's putting in the effort to continue to get better in that regard. Um, and I know that the sky's the limit as it pertains to that because the better relationship and the better relationships he have uh, he has within the locker room, the better off things will be on the football field. Uh, the, the way in which he can pull the most and pull and, and pull the, the best out of his teammates, um, it all comes from the relationships that he has. You know, it, that it's fascinating that you said that. And I, I very much appreciate you say that he's improved and he's gotten better every single year, but he still has a little bit of growth left because, you know, the I think the the narrative that we've heard is either he was awful or he was fantastic. There was no in between. Uh, so I appreciate the fact that, you know, hey, we all have room to grow, right? We, we all have, have room to develop as leaders and as people. Um, so I appreciate that you said that. Uh, give me one quick fact about Larry Fitzgerald and your guys' relationship that is so impactful um, to you. Man, it's, that's a that's a very very hard question, man. It's uh, I have just a, a tremendous amount of respect uh, for Larry uh, and the way that uh, he treats people, the way he treats my family, the way he treats my kids. Um, it's just hard to like nail one fact down. Um, you know, we played the Cowboys. Uh, late last year well late in the year the game i ended up starting to love taco and i think my parents happened to be in town a weekend before i can't remember the game we played before then um my parents happened to be in town and we played the cowboys and um he was like uh you know he just met my mom for the first time and and he was driving i happened to call him and he was like beach let me come over real quick i'm like come on over my parents are here He's like i want to meet him and my parents are country, you know, they don't go a lot of places. They don't do a lot. So for me to actually get them on a plane to come to my game is, is a big deal. And he was like, well, y'all need to go to the Cowboys game. And I'm like, there's no way that they're going to go to that Cowboys game. They're not leaving church early to go watch the Cowboys, <laughs> uh, go through that traffic, park, the whole nine. 
But he went in there and found a way to persuade my dad and my mother to go to the Cowboys game. And they went to the Cowboys game. He got them uh, sweet tickets and took care of them, got took care of parking. Um, that's just something that, uh, you know, you, you, you hear all the great things that, that, that come around, uh, when people talk about Larry, but I just think his ability to, uh, to be able to relate to people is such, uh, such a superpower. Honestly, it's a superpower and it's a superpower in business. It's a superpower in life. Uh, it's a superpower in how he treats, uh, the most important people around him. But I will say, man, his ability to, to just be able to interact with people, um, is so impactful. Um, and I, like I said, I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, that's one of the unique traits. I think you're, what you're talking about in terms of superpowers, he has the ability to make anybody feel like the most important person in that moment at that time. Right. You know, like you just, that's a unique trait. Not everybody can do that. And that's, that's the fascinating part about Fitz. Yeah. Without question, without question. And he does, he does it with ease. He doesn't have to work at it too much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I want to ask you about Mr. Cliff Kingsbury's offense, because coming into the NFL, it was air raid, throwing the ball around. And I think when you guys are playing your best football, it's it's predominantly run dominant. Mm-hmm. You, you re-sign James Conner. He gets a two-year deal. How big of a, a focal point is he? How big of a of an emphasis and physicality does he bring to the team? And do you guys you know, consider yourself a physical physical offensive line, physical unit? You know, I, I would say that we're very efficient. Um, unit. You know, the thing is, is in the National Football League, you don't have offensive linemen, nor do you have systems, nor is the NFL structured this way where you can just lean on people for the entire duration of the season. Like you have to find a way to be efficient. Even Tennessee, as good as they were and have been over the last two to three years, you would think that those teams would be Super Bowl winning teams. They ran the football well, they had a defense that did what they needed to do, but it's about being efficient. And I look at our offense and our offensive line and what Cliff has done as a play caller is he's evolved to make sure that at the most critical points in the game, we're in the best position and, and have the best plays to be the best. And I think when you think about adding James Conner uh, into that fold, I've seen guys tap out during the game of not wanting to tackle him. Uh, yeah. He seeks contact. And as a running back, you got running backs that want to run out of bounds, you know, want to, you know, sidestep people. James will run you smack over. If he yeah. happens to see you and I've seen him, people try to tackle him and they come up hurt. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things that having that mentality uh, from a running back standpoint, having the ability to be efficient as an offensive line and having a coach who realizes how important it is to have uh, that run game. It helps Kyler do what he needs to do. Cause when we have play yeah. actions and we want to throw the ball over people's heads, you got the, 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 the safeties who were, you know, eyes in the backfield and they picked up just enough. You can go over the top of the head, and I think that's what's great about this offense is we can be nimble, we can be flexible, we can we can adjust, and I think we've done a phenomenal job. I would say over the past two years of adjusting to our personnel and adjusting to what we need to do to to, to put ourselves in the best position, and also put Kyler in the best position to be successful. Listen, it's the offensive line worst nightmare to throw the ball 50, 55 times a game. You know, uh, if you can run the ball, you know, 20 to 30 times a game and throw the ball 20 to, to, to 30 times a game, I think you have a balanced attack, uh, which keeps a, a defense on their toes. And when we play, played our best ball, we kept defenses on their toes. And you add uh, the, the element of, you know, the, the quick play calls and getting back to the line of scrimmage and running another play, that'll work defense out. Um, and I've, you know, in this offense have seen defenses literally tap out due to the tempo in which we play with uh, and the efficiency that we play with. Um, it's just being able to do that. Week in and week out, 
Yeah. And, and as you get into the later part of the season, being able to do that in the most critical moments of the game and winning situational football. What was your favorite part about this season? Um, I would say the adversity that we faced. You know, you you lose K1, you lose Hop. Uh, in the middle of the season, you have Coke come in and, and you know, we, we play in San Fran. We come back home and get smacked by uh, Carolina. And then we go to Seattle, I think. Yeah. Find a way to squeeze out a win. I think that really showed a lot about our team. Um, and for me, it's about the team versus individual people. And I think being able to see how we uh, how we thrived as a team was super important. Losing Cliff early on in the year when we had to go to Cleveland on the road in a very, very hostile environment versus a very good defense and a team that was supposed to be, you know, a playoff caliber team um, to go into Cleveland without your head coach, without your play caller and find a way to, to get out with a win. Those things were some of the most gratifying things as a player that I've had in my career of, of having that type of adversity, um, you know, at the earliest point in the season. And then, you know, kind of there in the middle of the season where, you know, you, you, you lose two of your, you know, best players on offense and still find a way to, to get wins. Calvin, you're doing so many great things on the field. I want to talk about, you know, your priorities off the field. Talk to us a little bit about what you got going on with World Vision. Yeah, so today is World Water Day, um, World, World Water Day, where we're bringing awareness to, um, you know, the water crisis that that impacts so many people across the globe. Um, being able to provide access to clean water is something that um, I've been doing over the past couple of years. Um, realized here in America, we have issues with hunger, making sure that people and, and young people have access to, to, to food. But if you can't, you can't go over to the, the global, uh, some of the global issues that we have and not be able and, and talk about food if you haven't been able to talk about water, because that's a, a basic human need that so many people around the country, well, around the globe don't have, especially young infants and children. Uh, so to be able to talk about access to water and not only have access to water, how do you use it? How do you have great sanitation? How do you have great um, hygiene? Um, how do you then take that water that you never had and be able to build crops and build an ecosystem around it. Those are the things that World Vision uh, has done. I've actually been able to go and see it, got to see it in, uh, in Honduras a couple of years ago, was supposed to go back during uh, the pandemic uh, in 2020, but things got put on hold due to the pandemic and excited to actually get back over um, into the field uh, and be able to go in and, and serve at that particular capacity. So excited to just bring awareness to World Water Day through World Vision, a partner that is has been uh, so gracious to me over the over the years and excited to continue serving in that regard. How can how can people, you know, help this cause or or, or get involved with uh, the charity that you're involved with and, and, yeah, and contribute and help in any way? Worldvision.org. Um, they do things both here domestically and abroad. And I tell people all the time, you don't have to be a pro athlete to get involved and to be able to serve. Um, it's been able to find what speaks to you. Um, how do you want to serve and how do you want to leave a legacy, not only for you know your kids, but your kids' kids, and just show uh, the element of humanity in which we all have. Um, and I think that's something that um, I find is, is so important, is just being able to bring the humanity uh, out in people and the way in which you're able to show that humanity is being able to serve some of those who just don't have. Well, Calvin, before we let you go, because I know Johnny was about to let you go, you no, gotta give me a fun no, fact no, no, about no. Mejia, Texas, man. What's 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 there to do in Mejia? Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing to eat. You know, barbecue, fried chicken. Um, but uh, Anna Nicole Smith is from Mejia. That's that's a fun fact. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. All right. Yeah, when I live, I live in Maricopa, 
and it which is basically the Mejia, Texas of yes. Arizona. Yes, um, not by choice. I've been, I've been by choice. I've been through Maricopa. All you do is take a right once you get in, and it take you to uh, <laughs> right. San Diego. San Diego. Say hello. San Diego. Next Diego. Time. <laughs> Stop off. Say hello next time. We do have a Denny's, um, and we're getting a, and we're getting a Chili's, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. Small town living. We got to do yep. it right. Yeah. This guy comes from Chicago talking about small town living. In <laughs> uh, all seriousness, Calvin, it's been a, an absolute honor and a privilege. O- quality offensive line play is something that this franchise is not known for. And um, to have you in-house playing at such a high level, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us. Continued success. Keep kicking ass. Uh, we can't wait to see what you guys do next year. The, the offensive line is is one of the few question marks we that we don't talk about because the offensive line play has been so good and the versatility that you guys bring to the table. So thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much, fellas. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take, yep, care. take care. Good stuff. You know, Dude, small town awesome. guys like Kelvin and I need to stick together. You're big city. You're big time. And everybody, <laughs> you're, he- you're heading to San Antonio and you're in San Diego and the rest of us are just trying to grind in the small town America. You and I just came back from India, baby. Now, what are you talking that, about? That's Midwest roots. That's working class people like me and Kelvin. Oh, well, you didn't come with us to New Orleans in Mobile either. That was by choice. I was holding this show down. I was holding We're worldwide, just, baby. Let's go. We are. We're also excited to talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year. With DraftKings Sportsbook, turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. I think U of A wins big this weekend, not just because Mr. Bookman will be in the house. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops, same game par- parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets. 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. How about that Fitzgerald story? Fantastic. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. No. I mean, that's that's who that's that's who Larry Fitzgerald is, right? Um, yeah, listen, man, Kelvin Beecham was impressive. I've never had an opportunity to talk to him or really listen to him speak. Uh, yeah. but he's very well thought out. He's makes some great points. You could tell, you know, he was the Cardinals representative for Man of the Year and uh Walter yep. Payton Man of the Year this year. And um, just a, a very impressive individual. I'm so happy that Johnny, you were make, able to make that happen. So he's he's somebody. I mean that that that's the kind of player. And Jordan Hicks. I know they just released him. Those are the kind of guys that is free agency is all about. Trying to find those guys, right? Um, because so often you, you add guys. You know, I, I've dogged on Jordan Phillips, and I I don't know how he is as a person, but like you hit the jackpot when somebody's an ace on and off the field. And that's what Kelvin Beecham is. And that's what Jordan Hicks is. So, you know, the Cardinals want to be particular. That's fine. Um, But Mr. Bookman, we did have a signing this morning. I think we should talk about it. Uh, The Cardinals agreed to a contract with Nick Vigil. If you don't know who Nick is, he plays inside linebacker. Cardinals already have a couple of those. 
Um, but from the Minnesota Vikings, uh, spent some time with the Chargers, spent some time with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think we have footage of him here. He actually, his first career pick six was against Kyler Murray against the Arizona Cardinals last year. Do I have the video? I think I do. Sean? Maybe. Sean, do we yeah, got that Sean, video? Sean, Sean's here. Yeah, he's 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 a little asleep at the wheel right here. I got yeah, it. Yeah. I got it. There we go. I'm we got time. it. There it is right here. I'm Look a self-producer. Kyler Murray back to pass, picked off by the newest Cardinal, Nick Vigil. That's a good. Oh, that's a good tackling effort there, Rondell Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Let's see that. Let's see that one more time. All right. So. Here's what here's what we got. Plus linebacker with some hands, maybe. This is a little steel burn. Six. That's right. <laughs> Ron right. What so, the hell is that? <laughs> so a lot of people, All so right. a lot of people are, are don't know how to feel about Saul. Here, I'm gonna tell you how exactly how you should feel. Don't come up with your own analogy, just take mine because I'm gonna tell you what's right and what's not right. This is a player that started games in the NFL 12 to be precise last year for the Minnesota Vikings. 28 years old, been around the block. He's smart. Who does it sound like? He's not of the caliber athletically as Jordan Hicks. This is Vance Joseph's new crutch. This is his crutch over Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. This is somebody that I think, for better or worse, is going to play a lot. And I think that, and John Gambadaro tweeted this out this morning, so I'll give him credit. The plan is tentatively to use Nick Vigil at weak side linebacker, use uh, Zavin at Mike, and then Isaiah Simmons at Sam and or Nickel. That's fine. In all, that's all well and good. Number one, Cardinals don't run a four three. If they run a three four, who is starting in your base defensive package? I'm going to tell you right now. I, I know he's coming in one year contract. I bet it's close to the vet minimum. He made just over two a million dollars last year. He's going to start over one of the two guys. I guarantee you right now because Vance Joseph can't help himself. He just can't. Yeah. You, you know what? Have you been watching Showtime on HBO no, Max? I, I, I don't have premium channels, no. Oh, well, anyway. No, what's, what's uh, the show? Yeah, listen. Well, it, Jerry West quits coaching the Lakers because basically Dr. Yeah. Boss gives him all the – he says, whatever you want, you can have to make this team a championship level. And he quits. And there's a part of me that's starting to feel like maybe Vance Joseph would rather play these – second tier players yeah because it's going to make them look good if they play above their level as opposed to Zayvon Collins who's a first round pick the the ceiling is 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 supposed to be very high and yeah. if he falls short then it's Vance Joseph's fault mm-hmm. i feel like there's a little a little a little you know scenario there where where it should be listen you got to play Zayvon Collins man you just got to like you, but again, we saw it last year with Joe Walker. Um, it, it just, I don't get it, man. I really I'm don't. ignorant. I'm ignorant, and I feel like any, like they would have to go into the season with only Isaiah and and Zavian as your inside linebackers for Vance Joseph to play them. Um, this guy wasn't good last year. Forty-seven PFF grade. PFF's not the end-all, be-all. He is your stereotypical depth guy. He will make a lot of tackles on a box score, but he will not make a lot of plays outside of the pick six that was basically right to him. Uh, he made a nice play after the fact, but this is not an enthusiastic addition. If you were to tell Cardinal fans, and again, yeah, it's early, 
A lot of people think more moves are coming. I'm not one of them. I think we just signed two former Vikings. What do you want? I mean, that's all you can I ask. Want Mike for, Z- I want Mike Zimmer as my new defensive coordinator. That's <laughs> I told you that I want it already. And I want to trade for Daniel Hunter and then just bring everybody from Minnesota here, but don't make Mike Zimmer your head coach. That's Zadarius, Zadarius Smith is off the table now, just for those. People yeah, to the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. That was a good swap. Well, they kept, they kept Daniel Hunter though. Um, so the Cardinals have signed an inside linebacker. They didn't necessarily need one. A lot of people are saying, well, this is a quality depth move. Again, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Devon, Devondre Campbell was supposed to be a depth move, and he played over Isaiah Simmons his entire rookie year. Last year, Jordan But Devondre Campbell has been very, very good in Green Bay. He has. He has. So I, 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 can, I can live with that one. Okay. I can't live with somebody who might not even make another NFL roster. Again, playing more than not, your star linebacker. I don't want to dog on this dude because, it like, listen, he's a former third round pick. He's not a scrub by any means. He's a depth guy. But I, you just fool me once, shame on on me. Fool me, or fool me, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> fool me, fool me, and fool me. Um, they get fooled again. <laughs> We all know how this plays out. I put it on Twitter. I said, if, on the surface, if you're if you're if you don't follow the Cardinals, you might think to yourself, "Oh, they got Nick Vigil for you know pennies on the dollar." That's a nice depth move for the Cardinals. Sit behind their two first round inside linebackers. For those of us who watch and live and die with this team and have seen it time and time again, put the LA playoff game on when the chips are down. Who did Vance Joseph go with to start that game? Oh, Tanner yeah. Vallejo and Jordan Hicks. Who was on the sideline? Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collin. They ship Jordan Hicks out. I was surprised by that. They cut him, right? Save a little money. Everybody's announcing national media, Ian Rappaport. uh, Adam Schefter had it in his tweet. They're playing the two young guys. Awesome. First wave of – we're still in the first wave of free agency. They sign an inside linebacker. Yeah. I mean, I don't think enough players have been been signed yet. I think there's too many – too much depth out there. Maybe this the start of the second wave. They sign up. This guy probably had options. He's under 30 years old. I, what do you think that that negotiation looked like with Nick? Hey, Nick, come here and be a backup to these two guys. Or, hey, Nick, you're going to come here and play. You had 82 tackles last year. I, I bet you it was the latter, Saul. I bet they told him you're going to have an opportunity to play, which if I'm a Cardinal fan, that is that is sickening to me. I'm no, 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 no. Yes, of is. course they said that to him. The reason why they say that to him is because that's a good thing to say to people. If you want them to join your organization, you would never just come up like, "Listen, you're going to be a backup. We need you to back up. You're barely ever going to play because we want our star linebacker to play. We're hoping that he plays better than he did last year. Uh, so, so that's kind of the scenario. And should that not happen, you might play a little bit more. No, that's not the pitch, Johnny. Of course, it, it is. isn't. I want to see some. I haven't seen one comment from anybody in the chat or comments on. I want to talk to people about how they feel about this move and if they're buying into the conspiracy theory. I wish well, we had the X Files music because the I comments, want the comments are a little deactivated right now. They're oh, here they come. Oh, here they come. We can pull them up on our. You can pull them up on your phone. There's some. Uh, there's some people here. Uh, people are ragging on Rondale for the tackle. That's cool. Uh, you think Vance is trying to get himself fired? Question mark? Man, maybe. I think if they were gonna, he didn't get an extension though. I do have that source. He uh, Cliff got extended. Uh, and here's not. here's another one, and I think we need to talk about this a little bit more too. Okay, plenty of blame on VJ, but what about Bill Davis as the linebackers coach? He can't get them ready. 
Oh, I think that's, I think he should have been fired. I'm going to tell you right now, I've not been impressed with him. Talk think about the talent that Bill Davis has gotten to work with back to back first round picks. You just mentioned Devondre Campbell, who was an all on the all pro team, just got $50 million from the Packers, Jordan Hicks, who's been, uh, you know, a stalwart for this team. Now they signed somebody else like in my Bill Davis is not Sean Kugler. He is he is not that well respected. He used to be the Cardinals for those of you who don't know, defensive coordinator. Yeah. With Ken Wisenhunt, and yep. he got his ass fired. So he's still hanging around as linebacker coach. What makes me sad, Saul, is go ahead. The, the Devondre Campbell is the one that. How do you miss on that so egregiously? That's well, that's my thing. They. God, this is what I'm saying, Steve Kime. He's shrewd in March, and then for whatever reason, like they probably would have just been fine. And I'm going to get shit for this, and that's fine. Keeping Jordan Hicks, signing Devondre Campbell, and not taking Isaiah Simmons and Zavian Collins. Think about the dynamic of this team right now. If you just take Jordan Hicks and you get a year like you got from Jordan Hicks last year, who, by the way, they've swapped him out with Vigil in Minnesota. Jordan Hicks is now the starting inside linebacker there. Devondre Campbell, who's a plus player. And then instead of Isaiah Simmons, you take CeeDee Lamb. And then last year, instead of Xavier Collins, maybe you trade down and you add a couple other pieces that can help you, maybe in the passing game. I'm just saying, hey, I can retire this, though. I can retire this uh, this video. <laughs> we got finally a couple got some, signings. Finally got some outside additions, Johnny, just for you. God, love, we looked at what the Vikings so did to us in, uh, in, what was it, week two, week three? And uh, we were like, you know what? I think we want to miss miss the playoffs by a game and and also miss a field goal that would have won the game. And let, let's let's get some of their players over here. Let, let's do that. We want, we and, want some of that defense that couldn't stop anybody. Mm, and yes, we want we to give you one of our guys too. So there you go, Jordan Hicks. All right. I want to remind everybody, children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective, and COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Mr. Bookman's got a PHNX shirt on right now on gophnx.com, the PHNX merchandise locker, other side, my man. <laughs> you can get Coyotes t-shirts, buy one. <laughs> Get one oh, half off. Hey, 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 you can also get this sweet bird yang tea right here at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. I'm going to tell you what I did in this shirt today, Mr. Bookman. I worked out in it. I smell, but you can't smell me. I'm going to hang out with my wife and kids tonight. It is so GD comfortable. I love it so much. And it's the you high quality. take a stuff. shower after this show's over before you hang out with I'm your kids. Not I'm not into that. I'm not into that here in the Maricopa <laughs> heat. Um, but I, I live and die in these shirts because they're so comfortable. Forget that 100% cotton stuff that falls apart. Uh, I wear this night and day, and you can look. looks like it's just brand new. just came from our merchandise locker. Check out all that more at gophnx.com. What else do you want to talk about? Johnny, you know, let, let's let's talk about something silly and kind of uh, a little a little stupid here. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the guys over there or the peeps over there on the Sun Show have been – they're doing these brackets, and they're, they're trying to rack and stack and say who's – Who's the greatest, you know, what's the greatest cereal of all time? And what's the greatest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, franchise of all time and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. I want to know from you, what is the greatest uh, football movie of all time? 
Well, we have a super chat real quick from Sean Marks that I can't see that producer Jacob uh, $1.99 said he's indifferent. Thank you for that, uh, Sean Marks. We're having a little bit of issue with our comments here. Uh, greatest football movie of all time. Um, I'll, I'll work my way down from three to one. Ooh, um, okay. I, th I think um, number three is Rudy. Um, Rudy is one of my uh, staples in, in my household with my father getting emotional every time we watch that. It's a phenomenal <laughs> film. John Favreau is in that movie. It's fantastic. Vince yeah, Vaughn is the yeah. as the over uh, zealous uh, snob running back. Um, yeah, Ru Rudy's fantastic. That's number three. Number two, I would probably go with. Oh, geez, I, I like um, it's that one with uh, Mark Wahlberg where he plays. Uh, oh, uh, in uh, Invincible. Invincible. Invincible's good stuff. I like Invincible a lot. I like the music. I love seventies football. Um, I don't like the Eagles per se. Um, no, no, no. Maybe tied for second is Jerry Maguire just because of the correlation with the Cardinals. Number one's remember the Titans so easily. High school football, you can't. Ooh. Denzel. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Okay. With? Well, you know, I, if I, if I had a top three, um, I do like remember the Titans, but mm -hmm. uh, I actually number three, I would say the replacements. I do like oh, the replacements. <laughs> oh yeah, love me some replacements. Oh, I no. knew you. Were, I knew you were gonna say Rudy for some 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 curious thing. Uh, yeah. I actually like uh, if you if you. It's such a goofy old '80s movie. It's so stupid. I don't know why I like this so much. Have you ever seen Wildcats? I have. Yeah. 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 Wildcats. It is so over the top, obnoxious. Uh, some some random. Uh, you know, uh, suburbs white lady goes to the hood yeah. and coaches this team to a championship. It just was like, okay, all right. Uh, and then number one, uh, for me is any given Sunday. Uh, I love me some any given Sunday. Willie Beeman, let's go. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Wait, with that, first of all, yes, any given Sunday is fantastic. It would probably be in my top five. Um, greatest, I think the the greatest like comedy correlated uh football movies varsity blues is fantastic varsity, varsity blues is very right. good also um the program not too bad the program we used to watch that on our bus trips to when we were in the playoffs my senior year of high school my dad was my coach and we used to travel out of town in our did you ever spit in anybody else's mouth i didn't have not. them regurgitate what? it and spit right back into yours I did not. No. Okay. No, That's in the movie. That's but, a scene in the movie. So yes, I remember the program where that the dude with the face paint uh, that was on the steroids and the quarterback that had substance issues. Yeah, it's a it's a great one. Um, so in, in the in, in the chat right now, any given Sunday is uh, the longest yard. Actually, actually, the longest oh, yard pretty good too. The remake. Can't forget about the, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially uh, uh, Terry Crews as as one of those main characters. Oh my <laughs> god! With the McDonald's. It ain't easy yeah. being cheesy. <laughs> when they, have to, they have to re recruit the skill players. They, they uh, just think. Ryan in the chat says, uh, number three, the replacements. Number two, remember yeah. the Titans. Number one, we are Marshall. Ooh, That's also okay. another one. Uh, what about, um, I'm trying to think what's it called? The Giants? Uh, yes, Little Giants with Rick Moranis. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll show that to my kids. You know what I didn't? I'm going to tell you right now one I did not love. I, I don't think it's aged very well. It's the blind side. I think it's, I think it's with uh, Sandra Bullock. I just I don't buy it at all. It's not the only thing. Story. The only thing that that saves it is that it was based on a true story. 
Yeah. That's the thing that saves it, right? Like, yeah, that's cool. The, the There was another one that was right there on the tip of my tongue that I was like, was oh, the one that just came out with uh, Kurt Warner. Uh, I haven't seen that. Have you seen that? Oh, it is not good. Everybody it's says good. it's good. Is it not good? Yeah, yeah. everybody is wrong. <laughs> you, know who, you know who wrote that that screenplay was your boy Mike Silver from the NFL Combine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hey, listen, props to them for for getting a movie done. It, it was good effort, good execution. Um, it just American there are, underdog. There are some serious flaws to the timing of that entire thing. Like, yeah. well, I I don't want to ruin it for you. But uh, there's a there's a sequence of events that happen in the middle of the movie that you're like, yeah. wait a minute, what? How? Who? Do they highlight what? any of his time with the Cardinals? Do they talk about that at all? No, of course they don't. No, they only we talk about the Rams. That's fine. Uh, another one that is is draft day a guilty pleasure for anybody because I, I legitimately think that that's one of the worst sports movies of all time. Number one, I'm not a Kevin Costner fan at all. The only oh. thing that redeems it is the late Chadwick Boseman as the as the running back, but everything else in that movie is awful. It's one of the worst movies of all time. Gridiron Gang gets a shout out. Gridiron Gang was kind of trash too, though. I like when The Rock put on pads though. Oh, like, The Rock in was the terrible drills. in that movie. He was real bad. He was real like bad. a lot of Rock movies. Like the only time Rock is good in a movie is when he plays like like a badass. Like in the Fast and Furious right. franchise, right? I totally believe that. I believe he was like. Yeah, you know, you better have your fun to wear on or some shit like yeah. that. Like, like that sounds like something he would say. Like, if he can mimic what he was like in the WWE in a movie, like, yeah. yes, I'm a thousand percent for it. Uh, there was also that other movie where he starts off and he's uh he's he has to go get money from these football players to yeah. start the the movie. I can't remember what it is, and he literally like just busts up all the football players who think they can beat him up. Uh, but when he has to play like Jungle Cruise, yeah. Uh, Cancel yeah, it. You know, I think I think I love The Rock, but the, the hype around some of his films, like I, I probably only have seen like a handful of them. Silver Lighting's playbook is another good one. It's not just cut and dry about football, but <laughs> Robert De Niro, Bradley Cooper. What are you laughing at? Bobby Bobby in the chest is not another team movie. <laughs> it's a couple I good love that movie. That. Have you good scenes with that? Oh my gosh. The scenes in, there's like five iconic scenes in that movie that if you don't if you've never seen them, like they can be Captain uh, America with the whipped cream. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh let's of see. Anything you like else? That part, really? No, I'm just what's uh, wrong with you, Johnny? <laughs> I love I do love Chris Evans. Um Brian's song, I've never seen that. Um The Water Boy. Great. I saw that in the movie theater with my dad. Um <laughs> yeah, that movie was Definitely ahead of its time. Um, anyway, I, might I just wanted to put it out there just to, to see what you thought and That's see stuff, what the chat man. thought. So there you go. We'll, revi- we'll revisit that on the day our chat's working. But for, right now, I want to remind everybody, go over to phnx.com. Become a member, 99 cents for the first month, eight ninety nine for the subsequent months. Or you can become a member for the entire year and pay half price, just under 60 bucks. We've got an announcement we're going to be making on Friday's show, two announcements actually, that are going to reshape this podcast into the future and beyond. If you think that today was fun, which it was, this is only the tip of the iceberg, the beginning, because we all need these Arizona Cardinals to make marquee moves because we're making our own moves, Mr. Bookman. That's right. Hey, it never stops. It never stops here at PH Next. We're always constantly looking for ways to evolve and get better. And this is certainly going to go down that path. So 
We're here to win. We're here to have fun. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. Bon voyage, Mr. Bookman, as you set sail for the great state of Texas to watch your Arizona Wildcats, I think, advance to the Final Four. I think they're going to win, which probably is not good news for you. I certainly hope so, and I hope you didn't just jinx us because the other day, I will say this, one Michaela Perkins, I told her, hey, if we make it to San Antonio, then you're going to have to go and play some Mike Luke because Mike Luke has to take care of his dog. And she said, cool. And then when the Wildcats were up by nine, guess who texted me saying, packing my bags right now. With like five minutes left to go in the game, and who proceeded to blow the lead? I was so mad. I was like, "Oh my god!" She quickly texted me back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm unpacking. I'm unpacking. Hope that doesn't happen again. So hopefully, you make it makes it to the final four. That'd be fun. That would be fun. We have fun here, Peach and X Cardinals. We will see you tomorrow. At least I will. 4 p.m. We keep this train moving. Emergency pod. It's going to happen one of these days. Maybe the Cardinals sign Odell Beckham. I don't know. Don't ask me that. (laughs) For Mr. Bookman, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.